What's up, everybody? It's your favorite podcast, Get a Bucket. I'm your host, Trey. Thank you. I always appreciate your love and support. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend so far. It's been nice, actually. I can't even hold you. The weather's been nice and sunny, uh, not really cold. And, I mean, you know, we're still in quarantine, but you can get a nice little brisk, in, a brisk, a brisk walk in. Won't be too bad for you, I don't think. Uh, and if you haven't heard, The Last Dance is coming on ESPN tonight, 9 and 10 o'clock. So stay tuned, listen in on it, and I hope you all actually enjoy it. I know I will. I'm cooking tonight. I'm getting saucy. I'm sitting back and relaxing and just watching it because this is unseen footage of Jordan's team with that last three-peat. So, again, it's going to be a good time. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and get started right on into the show. Quarter one, Spencer Dinwiddie is actually trying to go to the Nigerian national team. Now, why does that have any relevance to your day? Well, if you think about it, if you start looking at players who aren't going to the USA team, which they could like not make the roster, Spence, that actually occurred in Spencer's case, and that's actually tough because he's a quality guard, but you also understand it because of the talent that's out there. So you have those cases or the players who just choose not to play on the team and they want to go to their home, their home country. We get those. Those players can actually learn a lot from being on those teams because you get to run that team more than likely you're one of the better players on the team and you get to play against the USA team so you're going up against tough competition you're taking on more leadership it's showing you player development and I actually think this is going to be great for Spencer again I'm one of those people who think he is going to get traded I'd be surprised if he's not I don't think he he doesn't need to get traded but at the same time He's their best asset to trade outside of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I've stated this before, so there's no point in getting too in-depth. But he's joining Josh Okoji off the Wolves and Alfaruq Aminu off of the Magic. Now, the coach of that team is Mike Brown. He's the assistant coach for the Warriors. So a a few rambling pieces right there, right? It seems a little interesting. Again, just coming together randomly and trying to build that team, Spencer would easily be the best player on their team. Easily. Uh, most notable, too. So he's going to have that leadership role. He's going to have the cachet to pretty much do whatever he wants to. And that's going to be great for him. So, again, I'm looking forward to seeing Spencer on the national, on the Nigerian national team. And just watch out as his career just continues to blossom. I... I think he's going to be very productive over the next three years, maybe four, before he tapers off. But that's a lot of time. And again, he's a quality player now. So he's only going to get better, ladies and gentlemen. He's only going to get better. All right, quarter two. I'm going to hit y'all with a couple of the IG Live updates. I saw D-Wade. He has a wind down. And it was actually really decent. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I'm not the biggest wine drinker, wine fan, but I have been trying to get more involved with it. It's a little, it makes you seem a little more mature. So, um, he was, he, 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 he mentioned to Common, the rapper, that, uh, he's going to have Aaron Gordon on the show. Now, D-Wade and Common were the judges in this year's All-Star Game, and of course, you all know that Aaron Gordon performed in the dunk contest. Most of you all, I'm assuming, are saying that he actually won the championship, or at minimum, it's like a co-champion. 
but you know he got screwed over it is what it is and d wade actually mentioned that he's going to have aaron gordon on his show i'm gonna keep it a buck with you i can't wait to see exactly how that goes down um i mean i've spoken on this before i personally think d wade screwed them over it is what it is they wanted to have the heat win it but again that's going to be something that i'm personally looking forward to seeing because it'll be like it's kind of like raw footage i don't think it's it's not to the big of a deal where like you're gonna get a falling out or anything like that but i i would like to hear d wade's perspective as well as aaron gordon's just you know because i'm curious like i'm sure you all are as well so again i'm gonna try to keep you all in tune for that so but i just wanted to bring that up to you guys in case you were wondering i, I was also lou william lou will sweet lou he was speaking that real shit the other day boy like he was on the truck bryant show and you know there was some i guess something was said between russ smith russ was uh like a phenomenal point guard from louisville they actually won it in 2013 and to be fair lou williams on record for saying you know he was he was rooting for russ and them boys back in the day or back during that time but i guess there was something that was said i'm not gonna harp too much on that but what Lou said during that interview kind of got my, uh, kind of woke me up a little bit. And I, you all, uh, you knew it, but at the same time, you, you, you don't know it. Like, just, just listen to what Lou says real quick. I'm not hiding behind no league shit. I'm, at the end of the day, when we talk NBA basketball, hey man, I'm just a backup dancer. Let's be clear. I'm going to tell you the truth. Every time we talk, I'm going to tell you the truth. In That's the NBA, fine. I'm just a backup dancer, bro. That's I'm just the fine. fucking best that you ever seen do that's top five, yo. That's it. But when we come, when we talk about street basketball in these leagues and in these summer times, they call my name is Party Platter, bro. I ain't coming without fifty pieces. Now that's Lou. That's Sweet Lou. That's the sixth man of the year, three times. More than likely, can get it up to four. Like the man is a walking bucket, and he's saying this about himself. It just makes you think just how great really are the NBA players like the All-Stars like LeBron, KD it's just phenomenal because if Lou Will is saying he's the backup dancer in the grand scheme of the NBA like damn that, that he's a top quality backup dancer I, I can't hold you like no cap he's a top quality backup dancer and I appreciate him for being real like not a lot of players would talk like that you know so you always got to appreciate moments like this and, and Lou I greatly appreciate you Alright, quarter three. We're going to talk to y'all about Steph Curry and Klay Thompson because apparently the Warriors were going to trade them for Chris Paul. Huh? Now, I think on first take, Stephen A. said that that's not true. They were only thinking about trading like Steph or something like that. Either way, I think, one, the Warriors fans are quite happy. And I don't know if the Hornets fans are more depressed like they just cannot catch a break worth a damn like they're just the butt of the nba jokes in terms of trades it is what it is yeah i'm gonna stick with that statement now why would you want to trade that team like that duo because to me if i see that potential and i know like nobody foresaw anybody like, those two getting to the level that they are now like maybe steph you can maybe argue steph because of what he did in the ncaa tournament but no, not a lot of people were saying, oh, he's going to beat to this degree. Like, it is what it is, right? But you still have a quality potential. Like, those, those were two quality starting caliber, guard, caliber guards. And you saw that from jump. Like, if Steph Curry was 6'4", 6'5", then he would just be playing two guard from jump. But 
he played point in college. He could do the same thing in the NBA, obviously. So, why am I bringing these two up? Because obviously they didn't get traded. This one's mainly about you. when you have young talent, you have to realize what your long game is. And for example, the Hawks. I speak on them. I've spoken on them before. They have Trey Young, and currently right now John Collins as their best players. In a couple of years, that's going to be Cam Reddish and Trey Young. I'm I'm being honest with y'all. Like Cam has a lot of potential. He could be the next Paul George. I like John Collins. I think those are the three players you need to keep the former core. But I for, for, like part of me feels as though they may trade Cam like Cam Reddish too early. Like they may give up on him, and, and a lot of teams do this. And you got to realize players are like who are coming in young. They take a little time to develop. If you actually wait it out, your players gel over time. It's it's about a culture that you got to actually get. So some of those teams get it. The Warriors got it. The Lakers understood it, but they also got the stars as well. You know, like. There are teams that do understand this philosophy and will actually thrive. So again, you have to keep young players involved, and you have to like just continue to nurture them and elevate them, and see how they're adjusting to that. Cam Reddish, I would keep on the team if I'm the Hawks. I would, but for some reason, I just feel like they're going to trade him three years later on, like two, three years later on down the road for something. All right, quarter four. We're going to talk to y'all about Shaq. Kobe and the Lakers versus MJ Pippen and the Bulls. Like, let let's let, let's keep this a bug right now. Yes, I am a Lakers fan, but I'm not. I, I'm going to be biased. I'm going to be unbiased in this conversation because I actually do think the Bulls would have a solid chance at winning. So, like, do not get me wrong. I mean, but let's be real here. They are arguably the best team in the NBA history. They had the 72-10 and 10 win record, which was at one point in time the best record in the NBA. But the caveat to that is they won a, a ring. No shade to the Golden State Warriors. I think the NBA did them dirty. It is what it is. But this is the team we're talking about. I mean, they, they have six-time MVP Michael Jordan, who we recognize as the GOAT. Scottie Pippen, who's been referred to as a top 50 player all the time. One of the best lockdown defenders that the league has seen. Perimeter two, like all around defenders, like one of the best two-way players we have in the history. That's what we're touting. And then you also throw in Dennis Rodman, who's a rebounding machine. That's what we're adding, right? I hear you. But for me, like the Lakers just had too much firepower. They had two players averaging close to 30, like 28.5 and 28.7 were Shaq and Kobe's numbers. Just from two players. Jordan was in the 20s, like upper 20s, and then Scottie Pippen was like, what, 21 points per game? So when you're looking at all of that, they don't have, I'm sorry, Jordan was 30. I apologize. My fault. So when you're looking at all of that, Kobe and Jordan's going to be a wash. Like Jordan's going to have a two-point advantage maybe. And then Scottie and Shaq, like Shaq's going to win that battle. And they had nobody to stop Shaq. Now, Shaq did say that the free throws were going to be the main difference. If Shaq could hit free throws decently, well, if started, he probably would have been the GOAT. But if he could hit free throws decently during that series, it's a no-brainer. Because they both have the same coach in Phil Jackson. 
So it's the same team. They have the, they have each other's weaknesses. And it's just going to boil down to can the big fella hit free throws. Because if so, you're losing your big men. I'm sorry. Ku Coach is not guarding him. And then Rodman can, but I don't want him guarding Shaq for an entire game. He's fouling out more than likely. Just saying. So, again, I think the Lakers would win. And, and, and not to mention, it's, just, it's not just those two players. It's not just Shaq and Kobe. The team overall, I think, was better as well. That's just me. That's just my personal opinion. The depth was a little bit better. You had a Ron Harper on both teams. Um, I think Derek Fisher beats out, like, Steve Kerr. They, like, the Lakers had Robert Ori. I'm just saying, Lakers, like, Rick Fox, they, like, they just had a better supporting cast. So, again, the Lakers would more than likely win. And you can even make the argument that they would win in six games. You could make that. I think it would go seven personally, but they had the shot to win it in six. I mean, this isn't the magic when Jordan beat them. This this is like Kobe Bryant's better than Penny. So it's going to be a different ball game. I'm just saying. And he's young too, fresh. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, he's going to get dogged a little bit, but Michael's going to have to work. Anyone other than Kobe, maybe D-Wade, and possibly KD, I'd say no to the Lakers winning. All right, everybody, that's all the time I had. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. I really and truly do appreciate it. Please continue to subscribe and tell anybody who's anybody. I love the fact that I'm actually getting feedback from you all. I actually do appreciate it because I'm, you know, trying to make this stuff a little better for you guys. Also, follow the IG page at getabucket underscore pod. And again, just continue to tell me anything that you guys think might be beneficial to the podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Continue to I actually watched Last Dance tonight. It'll be a good episode. And see you all next time.